the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a Tuesday. Good to have you with the show. Congratulations, Georgia fans. 41 years ago, you won the national title. You won it again last night. I had to go to bed. When I went to bed, it was <laughs> Alabama 9, Georgia 6 at halftime. And, uh, you know, I, I told my wife, I said, it's been a pretty good ball game. It's been a defensive struggle. So whatever happened in the fourth quarter, I guess it all came apart for the the Crimson Tide and things went Georgia's way. So Mm -hmm. congratulations to the Bulldogs. Congratulations to the SEC uh, because they have the national champion again. And uh, this is good stuff. So now everybody can get start preparing again for this season. That's right. We'll see what what Coach Pittman has with Arkansas this year. Uh, I, I haven't heard who he's brought in through the portal yet. That portal has changed everything sure has. in college football. Mm-hmm. It really, really has. Um, I saw where, was it the um, the quarterback from A&M is going to enter the portal, I think. Really? So mm-hmm. we'll have to see how that works. All right, we got a full crew today. Simone is here. How are you, Simone? Living that dream, Dave. Living the dream. <laughs> I love that. And, uh, of course, Heather is here. On the phone is Elizabeth. Hello, Elizabeth. And good morning, good morning. Now, I told everybody you'd be back in, within two weeks. I'm hoping. Oh, I'm please hoping. Do. It should be. <laughs> yes, we you know. The insurance company in gear now. Yeah. <laughs> well, we won't keep going on and on. This happens to everybody all the time. This stuff is just annoying. Well, it, yeah. it's real annoying for you because not only did you have your car wrecked, but to get it fixed, you had problems getting the parts because they're sitting off in the... <clears throat> pacific or atlantic ocean somewhere oh, yeah yeah well you know i can just thank brandon from that <laughs> let's go brandon let's go brandon you get that right and we've got a special guest heather you brought our guest today yes why don't you introduce her yeah this is sonia and she works with a, a nursing agency right mm-hmm. what's yeah. the name of the what's the name of your company it's a uh, arkansas medical staff okay mm-hmm. arkansas medical staffing right and she's going to oh talk boy. to us yeah. about yeah. what's going on right now with our nursing shortage in the hospitals mm-hmm. right and it's it's serious it, it really, really is, is it's very very serious what i think is interesting is i've been reading these stories and the nurses are being told that they have to be vaccinated but the doctors not so much yes. is, is that true is that, that the way is it is in arkansas it is it, it's a, it's a 50 50. It, it's, we hear all types of things, seriously. We no really consistency. Do. Yes. But primarily, it's the healthcare professionals um, that are, are being asked to do so. And uh, we hire vaccinated and, and unvaccinated staff. So we, we welcome everybody. And there are facilities that will 
uh, work with nurses that are not vaccinated. Well, you can put them in the wards where the people are to get COVID. Right. You know? Exactly. They, they've been it for, doing it for the last two years. You know. Thank and, you for and, following the science. Right. These things do not prevent transmission. So if it's only going to protect you from being more ill or less ill, each individual is responsible for themselves. That's right. You know what? That's right. That is so interesting that you brought that up because we got a Supreme Court justice that doesn't understand that you can still get COVID if you've been vaccinated. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. You know that Sotomayor said that during the hearing on last Friday that we need to get people yep. vaccinated so they can't catch the, the, the virus. <laughs> and then she made the, the, the stupid statement of there's 100,000 children right now that are in serious complications with COVID. Hospitalizations. Yeah, and they're, and they're on ventilators. And, it, and the, the bottom, real number is more like 3,000. Yeah, right. 3,500. 3,500, uh, 3, yeah. yes. You don't want to get me started on that. No. Uh, I've, I've got don't, recent don't data that, that um, screams differently. And um, it part, I mean, hands-on data. And um, what we're seeing now is a lot, lot of the vaccinated that are the ones that are um, getting Omicron. And, you know, we're still dealing with some of the Delta. Right. It's still it's you know, circling its way on out mm-hmm. and the Omicron is coming in. But what we're seeing is the majority of these people that are in the hospitals or seeking medical attention are those that have been vaccinated. Which, in, what's interesting is the people who are coming in and are and have the Omicron virus. They're not coming in because they've got COVID. That's not the reason they're coming in for other reasons and they do a test and all of a sudden, Oh, you're asymptomatic, but you've got, Uh you know, COVID. Right. And uh, the CDC was on Fox News on the weekend, and I was watching the interview with Brent Baer, and I got to tell you, that lady made a fool of herself. She did. Are you talking about Walensky? Yes. Yes. The CDC director? She made a a fool of herself. She did. She had no idea. She had no figures. She would not say that Sotomayor was wrong. She wouldn't correct her, correct her, and uh, that just tells me, and it should tell everybody, that this is completely political now. It oh, is. Absolutely. Well, it well, is. Here's the thing. If the severity of the disease is what determines whether it's constitutional or not, or not that's where she was going with all her conversation. Mm-hmm. She's basically saying, because it's so serious, you know, I mean, that's not the measure. She shouldn't have been even been discussing the details of the illness. Oh, you're talking no. about Sotomayor? Yeah. yeah. Sotomayor, yeah. Yeah, well, that that's their big, that's their trump card they always play. Because what they do is they try to scare people that uh, this is really, 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 really bad. <laughs> and people are, you know, people, it's going to be like uh, The Stand by Stephen King and you're going to go through a tunnel somewhere and you're going to have to, you know, crawl over the dead bodies to get out of the city or whatever. And <laughs> it, it's not like that at all. Yep. It's trying mm-hmm. to give up safety and give up your safety or your liberty is what they're trying to give us a choice mm-hmm. of. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's exactly. Right. You know. Right. You know. Well, they are. They're not trying. Right. Yeah, they're, they're, that's they're that's doing what it. they're doing. So, and, and look, full disclosure, I've had three shots. I've had both of uh, I've had both the Pfizer's and then I had the bu- the booster, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought that was the best thing for me to do. Look, I've had open heart surgery. I'm a type two diabetic, mm-hmm. so whatever I might ha- be able to do to give me a little bit more protection, I'm going to do it. 
Right. Well, my dad's the exact same way, and he has COVID right now. I'm not making you. I'm not going to make Heather or Elizabeth or make our guests, uh, Sonia, or make uh, Simone get vaccinated if they don't want to be vaccinated. (laughs) Right. That's your decision. Uh All right. That's why it should be. You know, so be. we'll see how it goes so tell us you got this you've got this uh, problem now where you don't have enough nurses right right so what what what's listen, the main arkansas, reason listen arkansas always has had a nursing shortage for decades uh yeah. i've been in business 14 years that's part of what drove me to open my businesses because we had a nursing shortage there's sixty five thousand nurses in the state of arkansas right now that's what the Arkansas State Board of Nursing is reporting. Is a 65,000. A little bit over 65,000. And yet still, we do not have enough nurses here in the state of Arkansas. And, and there's many reasons why we don't. Uh, maybe because their family was transferred, or maybe they're in the service, or maybe they do want to take up travel nursing so they can see the country. And, and that's okay, too. Um, but it's also is because you have these new grads, and, and unfortunately... Nurses eat their young. I don't know what it is, and most nurses can tell you this, especially seasoned nurses, that, you know, taking the time out sometimes to to help train a, a new nurse that's coming in on, you know, that's a new grad, is quite difficult when you have the caseload that you already have, Correct. and then you're trying to teach, too, or, or, or you know. Right. And so it, it, it's, it's a, an array of things, and, and those nurses sometimes won't last a year or two because they're like, uh this isn't for me. Right. Uh, for not only that reason, maybe it'd be, you know, they, they realize they really don't like blood or right. diseases or guts. Or, but it's a hard you know? job. Yeah. It's a hard job. It, very, it is. It's, it's one of the most prestigious. I can tell you, mm-hmm. don't want to empty bedpans. No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm right. just you, well, that's that's usually the that's CNAs. Not, that is the me. backbone of healthcare. <laughs> those certified yeah. nursing assistants. Yeah. And, you know, we right. don't we don't lift them up high enough and give them the credit that they deserve because without them, nurses or any healthcare professional that's trying to provide a, a, a you know a service to the sick can't right. operate without the CNAs. So I salute you, them. I did yes. that with kids. Yeah. I don't want to do it with anybody else. Yeah. No, right. Exactly. Matter. Exactly. I so, thought I wanted to be a veterinarian until I found out it wasn't all just <laughs> taking care of dogs. <laughs> yeah. Put them down. And my, my best friend's a veterinarian. She's talking about putting eyeballs back in from yeah. pugs. Mm-hmm. And yeah. All this stuff that you don't think about when you think about, oh, I want to help you know, animals, or I want to help somebody. It's definitely a gift. Yes. You have to have that gift. gift. You, you, you know, you might think that that's worked, what you want to do, but... I worked for a veterinarian in high school, and mm-hmm. uh, this is off the subject, so but I remember, I. Op- I remember opening the freezer to put my lunch in there, and there was a dog's <laughs> head in the freezer, and oh I was like, no. oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I but they cut the dog's the head stories. off when they have rabies, they have to cut the dog's head off and I guess report it. Right. But yeah. I didn't know that. I just opened it up, and there was like a dog's head in a bag oh, and i was like oh, okay i'm gosh. done here yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, all right it's sorry. 17 after six gotta get our first break in we'll come back we're gonna talk to sonia she's gonna tell you you know what does it take to get a nurse uh you know i've known for years for instance like baptist when they're looking for they got school yeah you know mm-hmm. you go to school there and you get your your license or whatever they will allow you to you know go to school almost free yep they're always trying to fill voids that they that they have so right we'll we'll uh, we'll talk about that here in 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 just a moment i'm uh, 
checking something on my emails real quickly here, and then we'll get back uh, to doing the show here. Got something coming in. Let's see what we got here. Anyway, let me let me take a break after we talk about East End Towing. East End Towing, uh, you know, you got a problem. You're uh, on the side of the road. You need some help. Uh, how do you know that the towing company that shows up knows what to do in the situation you're in? Maybe your car just stopped. Maybe your car stopped and you're towing your camper. What do you do with your camper if you got to be towed? Well, the people at East End Towing know exactly uh, what to do in those situations. Uh, they belong to several agencies like the Arkansas Tow and Recovery Board. They're licensed and insured. And by the way, do not let any anybody tow your car that is not insured. Because if something bad goes wrong and your car is damaged, you're going to be the one that's out on the money. And then uh, all of their trucks are permitted as well. So no matter the situation, know that East End Towing can handle it. It's got all the answers for you. Uh, put this in your phone under towing. You don't even have to put East End Towing. Just put it under towing. Uh, 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. All right, Steve Hess is going to join us. You know Steve from the Bible, guys. He wants to talk a little bit about the nursing shortage. And, uh, Steve, I'll see you here in uh, a little less than an hour because you're going to be uh, yes, the only – you're going to be the Bible guy today because everybody else is out. <laughs> yeah, Billy's got COVID, and uh, Scott is out of town, so you're in. So uh, we'll, we'll be getting to the questions with you. But you want – by the way, Sonia, our guest – she loves you, she says. Yes, she I do. I love guys. the Bible, guys. All right, so come on and bring it, man. What What is it that uh, you wanted to say? All right. So can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you great. All right, good. Uh, I think she was addressing the issue about nurses eating their own. My daughter graduated in, in back in May from uh, Conway with her BSN, got her test or NCLEX, I think, or whatever that thing's called. NCLEX. In, in, mm-hmm. in, in July and got hired locally and um, back in i think july and then she uh they immediately threw on her shift they they were so short that they cut her in dock short yeah um and immediately gave her a shift with full patience and all of that and she was getting upset she said because a lot of the nurses were not a lot but some of the nurses were running their mouths about her and she said that um, um and then they would be sitting at the desk and all that i just told her i said baby I said, this is going to happen to you. I said, until you run up there and say, hey, I've been a nurse for four months. Once you shut your mouth, get off your phone and show me how to do my job. <laughs> oh, wow. And, Bingo. Instead of, instead of talking about me, I uh-huh, you know what to do around here. So I just was tell, going to tell you that my daughter's had firsthand experience about nurses eating their own. Oh, yeah, wow. as long as I've been in this business, which is 14 years, that we hear that. We hear that, but you know, but right now, and I'm not giving anybody any excuses whatsoever because we should never treat anybody like that. But with the crisis that we're having with this pandemic, everybody's on edge, everybody's shorthanded, but it still yet doesn't ha- have, give them the right to speak to someone like that. They should have just grabbed her, put her in her, their, their wing and said, come on, honey, let me show you what to do. You know, yep. and team nurse. And sometimes you just don't have time to do that. But I encourage anybody who's listening, please team up with a new grad. They need you. And that makes them stronger and better to take care of our Kansans. I mean, 
everybody knows that yeah. that book learning is different than sure being is. on the it's you know top. being on the floor. Right. So, Absolutely. You know, yep. And as far as that, Steve, I'll see you in a few minutes. Hi, buddy. All right. Appreciate the call. Thank you. All right. Yeah, so I'm we'll, a cosmetologist. We'll I'll tell you what, it's different in the book than it is when you're on some, cutting someone's hair. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Especially when they say, that's not what I told you to right. do. Right. Yep. You know, well, yeah, you said. No, I told you, you what didn't, I was You didn't do. hear what I said. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh-huh. Same thing. Same thing in radio. I didn't you see know, the vision. You know, it's funny. I could. I could talk to Heidi right now because she's she's about twenty five, twenty six years old. So she's been out of college <laughs> since you what twenty one. How long you been out? Talk to me. Uh, I graduated in winter twenty seventeen. Okay, so you've been in the business for about six years total. Yeah, about that. Yeah, and when you first went on business, it was like. Wow, this is not what they taught us. <laughs> uh, basically, yeah. I mean, yeah. classroom to to real life is 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 similar in a lot of ways, but yeah, very different. Yeah, that's a transition. Right. There's no doubt about that. So, what needs to be done, uh, uh, Sonia? What needs to be done to get enough nurses to convince people to go into this field? Well, right now, um, I think I think our nurses need to be paid more. Arkansas nurses need to be paid more. I mean, that's just the bottom line. I, you know, I don't know where we are on the spectrum of, um, you know, Arkansas versus the rest of the country, but I do know that we do need a rate increase. And um, legislation was talking about that recently, um, just last Monday, matter of fact, not this Monday, but last, uh, that we do need to pay our nurses more and we need to pay educators more. We need more educators to educate in these programs and so you're that, talking about educators for nurses nurse educators okay. yes okay. Um, because if we have more of those then we can open up our nursing programs more and then they will have more you know graduates right. to put out into the field but right now there's not I mean, i'm going to go into a sore subject real quick um some of them are taking traveling assignments um, and, and leaving the state of Arkansas because there's big dollars in it, Dave. Follow the money. Well, New York, they were paying big money to get nurses up yeah. to New York. And that's mm-hmm. what's caused us to have a greater deficit in our nurses here in the state of Arkansas because of that big dollar that came through at the beginning of the pandemic. Right. Everybody not only was they running to help take care of those sick people there in new york but they were also running for the money right yeah and there was some big money to be made there oh. well you can't blame somebody for better you can't themselves. you can't and so that's why i want to you know i want to help rally that pay increase for arkansas nurses um and and again you know as long as i've been in business dave i have never not one single time ever sent an arkansas nurse out of the state of arkansas that's one thing that I vowed to never do was to send our nurses out of the state of Arkansas because our families and friends need us right here at home right, to take care of us. That's right. And so if it's outside the borders of Arkansas, we don't do it. Yeah. And okay. um, So what's not, what are, the, what are the, uh, uh, the hospitals doing that is causing even more problems with this during this COVID thing that's going on? Well, um, for one, um, and I pretty much understood this clearly last Monday um, at the Public Health and Welfare Committee meeting um, that these larger hospitals that receive these millions of dollars from um, do what, from ASA? 
From federal? Oh, from federal, federal, yes. Um, They're using a clearinghouse travel agency, and they use that service, which is a clearinghouse that looks for travelers all over the country. And they're bringing these out-of-state travelers into the state of Arkansas, and that's where we're utilizing our money. They are paying them up over, sometimes over, $150 an hour. And so what that does is you're working. Here's maybe, a nurse. You, maybe you can convince me to change your bedpan. No, Dave. I will never price gouge. Right. As long as I live, I will never price gouge. I have always been budget conscious to my facilities and paid my nurses well. Yeah. I'm not rich. Look at my fingernails. <laughs> I am not rich because yeah. I give all my money back to my people. Okay. Yeah. I want you to... Th- Hold your thoughts. Yes. We're going to come back, talk about this. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let uh, Elizabeth and allow Simone and allow Heather to get into conversation a little bit more and okay. ask their questions as well. We're going to tell you about a firm down in Hot Springs that is, well, I'm not going to say they're making them wear a Star of David, but it's kind of like that. It's in Pine Bluff. Oh, boy. No, it's in Pine, in Pine Bluff. Bluff. I said Hot Springs. Pine can Bluff. I, can, That's can what I, I meant. announce who the business is? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> keep, it, keep it to yourself. We'll talk Jesus. about it in a moment. Okay. But right now, we're going to get the news. Let's go and see what's happening around the world. All right, back with you. We're talking about the nursing shortage here in the state of Arkansas. Why is it existing? How are they, you know, what are they doing to address this situation and trying to bring some light up on this. And uh, Sonia is with us. She works with a, an organization. Is this business that you own yourself? I do. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she, uh, she places nurses at hospitals. So we're going to talk more with her before I get back to her. I want to tell you about Pat Davis. Don't forget about him and what he can do for you with health insurance. You uh, look, know this that uh, if you're taking some kind of subsidy from the government so that you can buy your health insurance, you're, you're becoming a slave to the government. And if the, if the government decides to cut back on your particular subsidy, then it's going to, and then they raise the cost of the insurance, you're stuck. You're stuck. Well, how about going uh, and talking to Pat Davis and let him to- tell you how uh, you can stay away from government subsidies, get good health insurance, save 30 to 50% and not pay any copays. He can do that for you. He's got a way of making that happen. All you have to do is call, talk to him and get in the program. That's uh, of course with Pat Davis 501 605 6935 and on the internet he goes by his moniker your health plan man it's your health plan man.com 24 minutes till seven back with you dave ellswick show let's get back to talk to sonia here sonia i want you to explain something to me because i'm a little bit in the dark and then i'm going to let the rest of the panel start asking you questions okay you're saying that the legislature has been addressing this issue what is the legislature's play in this? Do they do they do something as far as how much nurses get paid? You were saying uh, people who are teaching need to be paid more. Do they determine how much they get paid? How does this all work? I don't believe that they set the rate of pay for what a nurse nurse gets paid, um, but I do think that they go through education and um, 
that area, for some reason I'm just going blank, the um, Department of Education, they help support that to get bills in place to be able to increase that pay for the educators. Okay. Um, but they were very curious of how their dollars were spent with this um, emergency fund that they have received. Yeah, well, that's a good idea since most... It's not regulated. Yeah, you ask the it's people where the money's going that they're throwing into the to the system, and they can't tell you where the money's going. Neither one of these hospitals could tell you how much they've already spent, but they could tell you they pay well, roughly $150 per hour to those travel agencies for the same nurse that I could provide for much yeah. cheaper. Okay, what did you want to say, Elizabeth? Go ahead. I was just, whoa, at the pricing, I am appalled. Why would they not go and find the least expensive provider? Exactly. It's... Um, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yesterday, the governor just asked for $50 million in the American Rescue Plan funds. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And apparently going to use it on out-of-state clearinghouses, right? Well, you know, yeah, exactly. And, you know, back in August, they gave us $245 million to aid Arkansas hospitals and nursing homes. And what scares me the most is that all these nurses that had, not all of these, let me retract that, but a lot of the nurses that worked in these Arkansas facilities already that are Arkansas residents, they're working next to these travel nurses that are making triple, I'm not joking, Mm -hmm. triple than what they are. And so what's that making them want to do? Jump ship and go to work for this travel agency and so that they can make the big bucks. So that's making the hospital suffer. And listen, Dave, it's not just doing that, but... Look at our poor little nursing homes. Oh, I know. Oh, oh my God. Who would sad. want to work at a nursing home making the, the rate of pay that they do when they can d- join this place? So they're suffering our adolescent psych facilities, our adult psych facilities. I'm talking about our children and adult with disabilities. Everybody is suffering because of these travel agencies coming into our state and, and doing this. The, I'm very passionate about it because I've been here all these years. We've We've done a great job. Arkansas nurses take great care of Arkansans. I'm not just talking about Arkansas medical nurses. I'm talking about Arkansas nurses. There's a difference between, I think, the level of care between a travel nurse that's coming in from, I don't know, name someplace, New Hampshire, that's coming into Arkansas, taking care of an Arkansan who doesn't understand. I mean, y'all, we have a language right yes we, do. we really do mm-hmm. and then you know just the the level of compassion because you know they're in there for the that that dollar and then they're out of there our <laughs> nurses are there they know our their community they know right. their city they know the language right. you know they know that's probably their um, neighbor's sister's brother cousin and i don't mean that to be you know right. funny but i mean that to be true there's a different level of compassion mm-hmm. they're there because they care right. they're not there to bank on that high rate of pay and out of here so you think the 50 million that the governor's asking for is going to be going towards travel nurses i believe because we've fired know, so many yeah. of the nurses right now we fired oh. a bunch of nurses because they wouldn't get vaccinated and the scary part about it is is those these these healthcare workers and nurses that i know of myself have gone and, and gotten vaccinated because that was what they felt like was the betterment of their fellow man and, right. and the elderly and, and their families and Myself, just over the weekend, had four of my vaccinated staff come down with COVID. Yeah. Four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Four. Mm-hmm. 
And that's not counting what we heard over the weekend from other facilities that that are reporting one thing, but in the media we're hearing another. And that's scary because everybody should be aware of what's going on and know the truth. Yeah. I so agree. anyway. That's yeah, this problem. whole thing about COVID and what's yeah. happening, the lack of transparency. Right. Yes. And our government has been ridiculous. There's yeah. No doubt about about that, Alan. You had a question. I was just asking, what is the draw to pay, to hiring at a clearinghouses? Is it because they fired so many? Is that why they're doing it? Why are they doing that rather than hiring local Arkansas nurses? Well, again, Especially follow the, the money. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you follow the money, it would make sense to, if you were trying to be legitimate to hire <laughs> nurses at, that aren't going to cost you $150 an hour. It makes no sense. It, that's it? why it I'm doesn't. asking. Like, it why, doesn't. Why are they, if you follow the money, it doesn't make sense. Right. Are they Unless making it that tough for nurses to keep their jobs because of inoculations and things? Well, I'm sure that it plays a, a part of it. Yeah. And, and, I, and to be honest with you, we're exhausted. We really are. Because remember yeah, what I said at the thing. beginning of our conversation? We have had a nursing shortage for decades yeah covid didn't just create this it it has enhanced it in in some areas because (laughs) now not only were we short already but we are exhausted Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. we're underpaid well that's that's why everybody's going to travel nursing i have a friend now I'm, i'm not sure exactly how much she makes but i know she's doing pretty well yeah and she lives i think in conway and she drives she travels to pine bluff that's she sad. At the hospital down there, and it's considered. She a needs travel, to come to work for me. It's considered a travel nurse position. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly, and she's making big bucks doing it. Just Even though she lives bluff. in Arkansas, that's she just drives the sad bluff. part. Yeah. All those dollars from that agency are, are being that is right. that and is it's a six fa- you know yeah. six figure paying job that so. is is all escaping Arkansas. And I think about all the nurses that live in Pine Bluff that are yes. working down there. Mm-hmm. You know that are making half of what. She's making. Now, I mean, if so. Arkansas nurses want an adventure in healthcare, come see me. Okay. We we will give you the opportunity to be flexible to work in the state of Arkansas where you want to work. If you want to work right there in your community, in your city, or the the neighboring city, hey, we'll yeah. do it. Yeah. And and we'll take great care of them. They don't have to travel. And guess what? I'm going to spend my money and invest it right back here into Arkansas. That's, awesome. That's great. I spend my money here. I advertise here. I mean, you know that day. Yep. I'm, Great friends with the fish next door. Yep. And so, you know, we I turn right around and I spend my money right back here in Arkansas. My money doesn't leave the state. Right. Support local so, business. That's right. That's what we're all about. We're faith-based yep. and we're all about community, city, and state of Arkansas. Yep. All right. Watch us stay tuned because when we come back, we've been talking about a story <laughs> that's got me concerned. Okay. And this is down in the Pine Bluff area. That's right. It doesn't, doesn't make me happy, especially as much as I am about freedom uh, to hear what, what they're, what they're doing down, uh, d- down there. So we'll talk about it when we come back. Heather's got some information for us. We'll talk a little bit more with uh, our guests, Sonia, and then Simona get in some more questions as well. <laughs> it's the Dave Ellswick show. We are uh, on a Tuesday show coming up in the next hour. Don't forget. We got the Bible guy, Steve Hess. He'll be joining us since, uh, you know, we've been affected by COVID with them. Billy's got it again. This is about his third time. Wow. And then, uh, so he can't come in today. He could have come in probably tomorrow, 
he got past that five, tomorrow will be the five day mm. thing that they've said now that you can go on back to work but we'll get him next five week days. and then uh, scott is out doing uh, something out of state so he won't be with us uh, today either don't forget about pi roofing you need some kind of work done with your roof uh, you probably figured that out over the weekend with as much rain as we got uh, on Saturday. I mean, it was biblical. Yes. You know, I, I started, I ran over to to um, uh, Lowe's and they were all out of gopher wood. So I was really, really getting really concerned. All right. So now you got to draw on your Bible knowledge. Gopher wood. Oh, yeah. The ark was made out of gopher wood. So anyway, I mean, it rained. It rained and it rained and it rained. I don't need to really tell you that. You know it. You lived through it. But all that rain, if you had any kind of a leak at, you know, at all, you may have seen it in your house, a discoloration or a little bit of water pooling at the bottom of your baseboards or whatever. Call PI Roofing and have them come out and look at it. It's going to be, all not, it's going to be nice all week, week long. So you can call them at 707-3551, 707-3551, or just go online to, uh, of course, piroofing.com. All right, I want to move away from talking about the nurses for just a second. This is Dave. Um, if I talk like this, you won't know whether I'm a female here. Anyway, uh, just so you know. Good to introduce you. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about uh, you know, going as a female talk show host. Okay. I'm going to identify as a female <laughs> talk show host. New market. <laughs> anyway, I heard this story last night. Yes. And Heather... I want you to tell it. Okay. So what happened yesterday morning, I get a text message from a friend who works down at the Pactive Evergreen plant in Palm Bluff. I believe it's a paper mill. Okay. He texts me. He said, hey, I don't know if I need to tell you this or uh, Trent Garner, but this is what happened. I showed up this morning and they're handing out green tags for us to place on our belt loop to identify who is vaccinated and who is not vaccinated. And how do they know this unless they make you tell them? Right. right. Yes. No, that's right. exactly. You had to. You, I guess and you have to. And by HEPA law, you shouldn't right. have to. Right. You shouldn't to. have to. Exactly. You shouldn't have to. And I asked him, I said, were they out of yellow stars? <laughs> oh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I mean, what right? have we, where have we gone wrong that people can th- had had the right, what company has the right no company has that right. To tag, to make somebody wear a tag to identify if they are vaccinated or not. That is none of your business. That we is none of your business. earlier by putting our, putting our liberty before or away for safety, so-called safety, that they wanted us 14 days to slow the spread. That's where we went wrong. Right. Yeah. That's when it started. I mean, right. before that, but that's... Two weeks. Yeah. Remember two, two weeks? weeks? Yeah. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna bend the curve. Yeah. Right. So he sent, me, he sent me a picture. I said, you've got to be kidding me. So he sent me a picture. And sure enough, it's a green tag. I don't know if y'all can see it or not if you're on Facebook, but he sends me a picture of a green tag that he has to wear on his belt loop. Send that to, uh, to Elizabeth so she okay. can post it on my Facebook. Okay. But yeah, that's what they're doing down in Palm Bluff at the Evergreen yep. Packaging Company. And I believe it is a nationwide company. I don't think it's just in Arkansas. And okay. I told him, I said, do you guys have a union? And he said, yes. I said, okay, you need to contact your union about well, this. you need to contact your state representatives Well, that as well. too. That too. I wonder if there's so, a civil rights lawyer that would uh, take that on for HIPAA, you know, for HIPAA violations or something. There's got to be the, something. The problem, the problem that we have here is that 
people just don't have money for lawsuits, okay? That's right. We're having that same issue with the school boards right now, right. is that you, you have certain counties that are, I guess, wealthier than others, but then you have places like Whitehall, they can't even get the money up to, to sue the school district right. because they just don't have the funds for it. So this exact same thing that you're having you know, with Tyson employees and obviously this Evergreen company is that these people are living paycheck to paycheck and they don't have the money to fund for a lawsuit. Right. So... I know there's some that right. will do pro bono, though. I mean, the bigger civil right, if you could get a hold yeah. of them and they catch it, you know. I'm, this, I mean, okay, yes. let me Go ahead. Let me throw another iron in the fire. It's called community involvement, and it's not something most conservatives are comfortable doing. Right. But if there's a number of those employees there and they band together and stand up and say, we're leaving. Yeah. The company could. In fact, we know that Walmart has not mandated their drivers for anything because they need their drivers and right. the drivers have said well they're trying to hire drivers like crazy right now yeah. walmart is i'm just saying there's power in numbers and there's power in standing together and that's what we the people need to do to bring our freedoms back we're going to have to stand up and we're going to have to stand together everybody's so One scared so scared and i see that happening over and over again i have so many friends that are have these private facebook pages to fight these school boards. And I said, you guys need to go public. You need to make it public because there's other people out there who want to fight this. I don't but want they the don't, target on they, my back. They don't want to make it public because they don't, exactly, they don't want the target Somebody on their back. Know. Somebody right. in my community will know I'm doing what I'm right. doing. I'm telling you, that's going to be the death of us. Well, literally. you've, this run, mass, you've run into that, Elizabeth. Yeah. This oh, yeah, mass cowardness. This mass yeah. cowardness is, is what yeah, it's got slanted. I don't know that's, that's, but I understand the concerns, but I think that people have not actually grasped yet the, the gravity of where we are with these well, types we never do until we're on the until defense. Until it's too late. Right. Yeah, until we're on the defense. The water is starting to boil. Scratching the water back. Is starting to boil. Yeah. All right. I want to get back to Sonia. Sonia, if somebody is interested in nursing, first of all, where do they contact you at, and what are some things they need to know about uh, to be aware of what they might be facing. Well, they can contact us at Arkansas Medical Staffing at 501-224-1010, or they can find us on um, our website at www.arkansasmedicalstaffing.com. There's where you'll find a lot of information about my company. Okay. Um, all you need is is um, at least one year experience. Even our new grads were we're able to give them the opportunity to get started enrolling. We do not find permanent placement for nurses. We hire nurses to come on board and work for us, and we go in and fulfill the need of the facilities, and we okay. do all kinds of work. So we're available to work with each and every nurse or certified nursing assistant in the areas that you want to work. We're here for you, is and this, we'll take great this, care of you. Is this something that is getting worse, or is it leveling out, or what? Well, now that all those healthcare professionals had to get vaccinated because they thought they were doing the great thing, now they're getting COVID. So what is that doing to us now? It's putting a much more a greater strand, strain on our healthcare system. Yeah. So, you know, we're needing everybody right now. So please give us a call. I mean, seriously, we need help. The ones that are working on the front lines and have been for the last two years working with us. Yeah are still driving it home hard. Right. And so, and I'm sure that the the staff facility is doing the same thing. We're exhausted. We're tired. And some of them are now getting COVID because they 
what we understand. Yeah. It's the vaccinated right. ones. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. I can't blame anybody who's doing a job if the employer is bringing in people that are making double your your money. All right. That it's painful. Yeah. You're doing the same thing, but you're making, yeah. you know, half of what they are. Right. I mean, I'd be asking that person, well, right. who are you working for? Especially when you've been committed to that facility for, you know, three, five, 20 years. Yeah. And then here comes somebody that walks in off the street and they're making triple that you are. Right. And uh, you're doing the same work. Right. Well, wow. we're not like that. We're very, very competitive with the staff nurse pay. So when you work with someone from Arkansas Medical Staff, you're not working with someone that's going to be making double or triple the amount that you are. Yeah. Now, we do probably make a little bit more than they do an hour because they have a health uh, package benefit and a staff nurse's rate of pay. And, and our nurse does not have that capability of having those types of benefits. So if if they, we give them the room to be able to purchase their own stuff or we do provide health insurance and some benefits to some of our staff. But but that's the comparable difference, Dave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, I, that's a comparable look, difference with gotta, our staff. I and think then, everybody's got to understand that if you're yeah. working with somebody and you're both doing the same job mm-hmm. and they've just come in from someplace out of state and you find out that they're making twice what you are. Right. I got to believe your next question is, who do you work for? Yeah. That's what's happening. In? And it's enticing these people that are staff nurses. And or, I'm going to punch in their number in my phone. And I'm going to talk to them. Exactly. Right. With us, I'm not. I'm not here to advertise for us. I just yeah. want to let you know that I'm yeah. here just to get the word out that there are local agencies that are willing to take care of you. But you come to work for us, and we give you the opportunities to do everything else that a travel nurse does, and we'll take great care of you. Okay. Yeah. And, and you're local. Heather, and and you're local. Well, what I was gonna say, yeah. and, I, and I just okay, went kind of crazy. Ahead. You could work for that same hospital that you're working with right now. And that make you're more staff, money. Now that you're a staff nurse, <laughs> and supplement your income with us. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because okay. we need help. Okay. And, and that hospital needs you to stay right where you are. I need a phone number for that company. Okay. I'll call them. Okay. And we'll find out what they have to say about okay. what yeah. they're doing about making people yes, wear some right. kind of identifier. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That that really bothers mm-hmm. me. It bothers me a lot. All right, we'll be back with the uh, the Bible guy, Steve Hess, when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Stick around. If you got a question, 823-0965, that's the number you'll call for Steve, or you can just email me at uh, BibleGuys at BibleGuys at Salem, S-A-L-E-M-L-R dot com. Switchfoot. Oh, Switchfoot. Okay. A little rock and roll for you today. I, I never forget my uh, my dad flipped out one time. He came down in the basement. I was I'd stay in the basement whenever I came 
home for college and had my bed down there and I had, I could turn the stereo up down there and didn't bother everybody in the rest of the house. And I, I was playing music from the res band. <laughs> he go, what are you listening to? I said, I'm listening to Christian music. He says, what? <laughs> you know, resurrection band, music to raise the dead. I love those guys. They're just, I don't, I don't know if they're still around in, in Chicago and doing their gig that they did down in the, in the ghetto or, or not. Uh, they were people who lived their faith, no doubt about it. They were great folks. All right. I'm looking across the uh, table here, and uh, none other than Steve Hess is here. And he'll be the only member of the Bible guys today. Uh, Billy is under the weather with COVID. And, well, I'm not sure if he's got COVID. I should have clarified that. His wife came down with COVID. And uh, I think he's staying away just to quarantine himself from the rest of us. I would have told him, come on in. wouldn't have bothered me at all. But uh, that's what he did. And uh, so he's not here. Scott is somewhere else in the United States right now. I don't know where he went. He's got some special, you know, preachers preach revivals and all kinds of stuff. So he's out doing that. They all should be back next week just uh, so you'll be uh, aware of that. So um, we got Steve here today, and Steve is just as good at explaining these things as all of the other people are. So it's good to have him here in 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 the in the studio. I'm I'm trying to find myself here. It's going to be over here. I'm in the wrong spot. I'm going to find just stuff here. There we go. All right. Let's see. Let's start off with. Uh, I've got my questions here. I'm getting into the area of where I need. And this is something that was a question that we had. It says, uh, Dave, I'd like to hear the Bible guys address the current moral decline in the U.S. How much longer can it go on this way? Has uh, Scott ever seen a country in this sad of shape in his days as a missionary? Do they believe we are going to have a revival before the end of days? Because I hope so. I look forward to hearing their response. Mm. If I had to pick of the three, the person who says things are going to get worse, (laughs) it's Steve Hess. All right. I mean, I think Steve's got the right view of this. Nowhere in the Bible does it say before Christ comes back, things are going to get lighter. Right. It always tells us things are going to get darker. It says completely the opposite. Yes. Right. We, We have this idea that there's just going to be this wonderful, glorious revival in the end of days. And though that's true, it's not going to be how people think it is. So if I said to you right now that there is revival happening in the world, you would say, well, we don't really hear about it. You don't, because what we want to hear is revival is what happened like in Brownsville in 1996 to 2000, which would it made the news, right? And it was a glorious time where the Spirit of God was being poured out and people were getting saved but it was within the safe, protected walls of America and security people um, and this wonderful land. So what what's going on down there now, though? Yeah, the, yeah it's not happening now. The church uh, is still doing good in the ministries that um, one of the guys that we follow that came a few weeks ago, Dr. Michael Brown, was part of that. They've oh, got, is Michael Yeah, part of it? Cool. Yeah. And then um, there were um, 
uh, schools and missionaries and all kinds of things came out of it, right? But we kind of have that view that what that's what revival is supposed to look like. Well, the one of the largest growing churches in the world right now is in Iran, and and um, what does that look like? Well, what it looks like is they're going from house to house, and these people are having dreams and visions, right? And and uh, Jesus is revealing himself to them, and it's growing at a crazy pace. But they're also being arrested, thrown in jail, persecution. Right? They're being beaten. So when the, every time that the church has grown, it has been in the midst of that. So I do believe that there will come a revival. But if you look at the biblical model, any time that that repentance cried out and and restoration came to Israel, it was after God whooped them. It was never before. He always sent the prophets to say why it's because Israel is no different than the rest of mankind, right? Sometimes we have this idea of almost an anti-Semitic view of things where we just say there's some stubborn Jews. Well, guess what? Everybody else is a stubborn, stiff-necked person also, right? And and the, the prophets would be sent to say, hey, don't do this. Hey, you guys need to repent. Hey, you're not listening. You guys aren't calling for good and holy prophets. You're, pro- you're calling for prophets that want to tickle the ears, which is what I would say is probably 90% of Christian television and, and radio nowadays, which is we are going to say nothing, but you are wonderful and magnificent, and there's no sin, and God loves you no matter what, and he's going to encourage you no matter what, and that's just not what the Bible says. So it's after the the judgment comes. Is usually when does it, does it have to be that way? No. Is it God's desire for that to be that way? No. It's just human nature. Well, so, he says that he'll turn away from that uh, if the remnant of his people turned their faces towards him. Correct. And that is, and the revivals of the past were led by when they, we had these, you know, first and second great, great awakenings as people refer to that happened in this nation, but it was a people that were calling for holiness and righteousness. That those words are not preached today. It's not, I don't even know if they're totally used. I don't even, yeah, I doubt that they're used very much in sermons today because it's the, it's, I call it the, um, it's it's Christian self-help nowadays, right? How for you to become a better you, not for how you can become more holy, how that we need to repent for the things that we are doing or not doing or whatever. But it's and the question also asked about the moral decline. I think that we're starting to see more and more that God is moving his hand away from this nation simply because to me, it defies all reason and logic. Anytime you've ever had or heard a preacher use Romans 1, where it talks about that God would eventually turn people over to a reprobate mind. Yep. That anytime they've used it in the past, they had no idea what was coming. Right? Yeah. And you can't look at what's going on today to think that this is normal. right? Well, or that, well you go back to 70s or 80s, and people were preaching, and they would read those verses. You know, when you said a reprobate mind, there was nobody who said that, Men who thought that they were women, right. you know, could be you know walking around in society with no big deal. Uh, homosexuality was something that was frowned upon. Divorce was something that was frowned upon. All of those things have become made and stay now. Yep. And the people who say things like, hey, I've got a, a son who's a swimmer and he wants to now swim with the girls. Oh, sure. No problem. Yeah. In what world does that exist? And then when you go, that's not normal then you get lambasted and you're the one that's made to be immoral, right? So I until there's people, I don't think it'll change in this nation unless there is a a, a people, a preachers, 
the guys that have the platform, the big name guys, until they start crying out because they've got the voice. Until the people that are saying we need to repent. Because I, I brought this up with some people at, at work the other day when we were talking about these kind of things. I said we are an immoral people. We are not the great America. Now right? we, not what we used to be. You, you can't turn on the television, regular television, in the middle of the day without seeing advertisements for erectile dysfunction, for AIDS medication, and then see two men kissing on regular television, right? Things that would have been done in obscure movies back in the day are mainstream, right? And we push pornography and abortion and immorality and violence around the world. Our country is Our, the biggest purveyor we of pornography in the world. Right. And so to will revival come when repentance is called for until we realize what we become as a people and who we really are and really what we represent. And really when the rest of the Islamic world who says that they want to come after the great Satan, they are right, right? Because what they see in this nation is not Christianity. And by the way, they think that's what Christianity is, right? To be, oh, well, I believe in Jesus, but I do whatever I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then all the immoral immorality that comes out of this nation, there's no call for repentance. So, Revival will come when we repent, when we realize all of the sin that is in this land, and until there's a call for it, I don't think it'll come. It it will, but it unfortunately, I believe it'll be after the destruction, after the judgment, um, and and that's again, that's always what happened in Israel. It was after Israel was judged that they went, "Oh God, we have sinned. Please forgive us." And He'll say, "Okay," and then they, then a righteous king raises up, and then lead led the people. All right, we're going to talk more about this when we come back. Steve Hess is in the house today. He is the Bible guy. He's in. Scott is out on a trip, and then we've got Billy, who is at home, uh, you know, quarantining himself. So we'll we'll see both of them next week, from what I understand. Are, are we going to see you next week? Don't know yet. My schedule's not done. Okay, haven't seen it yet. Okay. Uh, when we come back... Typically, before revival breaks out, uh, someone prophesizes Mm. the revival is coming. Make way for the Lord. So um, I want to know if you're hearing of anybody who's doing that here in the United States. Uh, You read that a lot more than I do, so we'll talk about it. When we come back here on the Dave Ellswick Show, don't forget about David Lucas He knows you're concerned about out-of-control government spending and the soaring inflation and the political unrest and the rapid decline of the U.S. dollar, and you're wondering what should you do to protect your nest egg. Well, a lot you're going to do just like a lot of other people are doing. You're starting to think about silver and gold and what should you do. Well, learn how silver and gold could help you protect your assets at IRA, the 401k hard-earned savings call, 501-222-3315. And uh, David Lucas Financial works with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country, so you can get direct prices from a dealer that you can trust. To learn more about buying silver and gold, call 501 222 3315 again 501-222-3315 investment advisory uh, services are offered through david lucas financial on uh, it's uh, of course an arkansas registered investment advisor back with you dave ellswick show and i just mentioned something to steve and i i'm going to talk to him about it in a minute and we're gonna we're going to deal with the original sin 
all right? And we're going to talk about whether you know it or not, whether you want to admit it or not, you're evil. Deep down, you're evil. God's working on you if, if you're saved, and he's, he's trying to change you, and that's going to go on for the rest of your life. But you are still a fallen creation. You have to you have to remember that, and you got to remember that when you know you're you're point, trying to point the finger, and it happens a lot within the church. Point the finger and say, "Look at all of this homosexual agenda out there," and yet within the church, you got people cheating on their wives mm-hmm. and everything. Well, or gossip. A, we forget gossip. Yeah, there's a lot more about that stuff in the mm-hmm. Bible than there is about homosexuality. There is, yeah. You know, something to yep. keep in mind uh, as far as that's concerned. Yep. But let's go back to what I was asking you about. Uh, usually, there's somebody who comes and says, you know, prepare the way for the Lord. Uh, from what scripture that I know about eschatology, study of future things, which I'm really not that interested in. A lot of people say, why not, Dave? And I said, I'm trying to live my life so that when Christ does come back, I'm going to be ready to leave. Right, you won't be surprised by it. Yeah, you know, as far as that's concerned. Uh, but, uh, and I'm a pan-millennialist. I've said that all along. I, I, It'll all pan out in the end. Christ right. is coming back. That I do know. The yep. Bible is very clear about that. About all the other stuff, I think there's there's enough there that there's some conjecture that you can argue about. But, I don't want to argue about that stuff. Let's talk about the things that we can definitely affect. Right. But anyway, let, let's let's talk a little bit more about are we you know because in the scriptures it says Elijah and Moses right yeah are coming back. They haven't shown up yet. Right. Yeah, uh, and that's an interpretation. That's from Revelation eleven. Okay. Be- it's it doesn't say them specifically, but because they were at the Mount of Transfiguration. And because the things that are happening with the two witnesses in Revelation 11, they're doing things that both Moses and Elijah did by calling down fire and things like that. So the interpretation is that those will be the two witnesses at the end. And okay. it, to me, that makes sense. Um, mean, but they're are they are they they're not going to be dressed in in <laughs> in, in in clothing from back in in uh, you know in Christ's time. I'm sure they'd be wearing three-piece suits or something they, or, or they might be. blue jeans i don't know i think that you know it might get some attention if they're wearing a robe and carrying a staff and <laughs> yeah, wearing wearing sandals wearing sandals yeah. uh maybe but they'll really get the attention uh when they begin to call down fire from heaven and call to repentance right yes i mean if you book, look at the book of revelation when it talks about the the sea of glass of people right from all tribes tongues and nations is that he says who are these people he says, these are the ones that came out of the tribulation that washed their robes, right? So there is going to be a revival, but the rest of the stuff surrounded in the book of Revelation with bowls and judgments and There's trumpets, be a right? lot of dead yeah. people, too. Right. There's going to be great revival and great terror at the same time in the end. But that's different than what we have today. Like, if we just separate, yes, I do believe we're rapidly approaching those times, and I think that those days are about to come upon us. However, I could be wrong. But let's where's the the Finney, the Spurgeon, the Wesley, right? These guys that called for the repentance. We don't have those guys. Then those guys were the big preachers of the day, and the big preachers of today aren't calling for repentance. They're not calling for returning, right? So it's until those guys come forward and say, if you want revival, then we need to repent. That was John the Baptist's message, and that was Jesus's method message. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying that every pre- preacher needs to to preach what we would affectionately call on a seminary fire and brimstone. Right. All right. However, 
there is a place for that. Yeah, there is. We all must understand, as I think it was Spurgeon that said, you know, uh, about the Christian that is hanging by a thread over a fiery pit. Mm. You know, you've got to make some decisions in this life that are going to affect your eternal life. Because yeah. understand something, you're not going to die. You're going to live forever. Somewhere. Your soul's going to live forever. And what, the other part that people miss is they have a, they have it backwards. <clears throat> people try and put the spiritual life as the second life. The spiritual life is more real than the physical it's life. It's going on right now. Right. And we forget that. And so we kind of go, hey, I'm physical. Let me try and fit in the spiritual. When it should be that we're spiritual, let me try and fit in the physical, right? Because that world is more real. That world will last forever this world will not. And so it, part of what we were saying off the air <clears throat> is without this change, without repentance, we forget that when he said repent, it was to make us new. We were to be remade. We are to be born again, right? The old things have passed away. All things have become new. We're not supposed to be what we want. And what, what I said was people want to go to heaven, but they don't want to change. And that's the message today. Believe. Or, or they think that the big change is going to come at the time of glorification. Correct. Which is when you die. Right. That will be glorified because at that point we move into a perfect world, basically. Right. But you, they, they miss all of the things, the people, the messages and the verses and stuff. They don't talk about what Paul was saying, crucify the flesh, right? Mm-hmm. That you need to put down these things, put on the whole armor of God and all these things that makes us more holy, more righteous, more set apart, more different not just well here when you get to the gates here's your get out of hell free card yeah and that's really the message that's preached today that's the jesus that's represented and you don't have to change you don't have to repent you don't have to do anything different in your life just confess and believe and then you will go to eternity live your life however you want right now they don't say that but they say that right yeah they don't call for the change right and then the other thing is well they're they're victims right they suffer from pornography no you have a problem you you need to repent from it you don't you don't suffer from it it's not a disease it is a sin you right or whatever it is just pick one a, you know a kleptomaniac a pyromaniac whatever it is you are any right? sin that you've dealt right. with right that it doesn't mean that instantaneously overnight that you won't struggle with things but the level of what people are struggling with should be different Right. I just had an example. I don't know how long I got. I had to get a, a, a test in order to get back to work because I had a contact. And okay. it was a crazy situation. I spent three hours trying to get a test. And I sat in, a, in one parking lot for an hour and a half only for them to go, oh, uh, I called them finally. And uh, they, they said, well, we're not doing it anymore. I was like, I signed up a minute after you guys opened up. Yeah. Right. They're, oh, well, you know, you should have signed up earlier when the, when the website first came up. And I said, <laughs> ma'am. I said, your website specifically says don't sign up prior to clinic hours. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know it said that. Well, come back tomorrow at 8. I was pretty hot. Yeah, right? you got upset. I but can understand there, that. There was a change compared to five years ago or 10 years ago where I'd have been furious yeah. <laughs> and yeah. said maybe one or two things I shouldn't have said. I was just like, okay. you know. And so there should be a change in, you know, in growth, whatever it is. That, that we become better, more holy, more righteous, more set apart, whatever it is. So it's going to be a struggle, but at some point there should be a level of overcoming things in our lives. But there still might be a thorn in the flesh. Yeah, there's going to be, right? Yeah, we're still going to have a thing for time to, but it's... But that's just to conquer. remind us that 
All of our good works are nothing but dirty rags. Correct. The best way I like to explain it is the priesthood. Everybody was holy, but every person had, the closer they got to the holy of holies, the more holy they had to be. So the closer we move to God, the more he's going to cut out. All right, let's get to uh, Bill O'Reilly, and then we'll be back with uh, Steve Hess in a moment. Are you looking into uh, doing some uh, work at your house to give give you some extra security? For instance, uh, an alarm or, you know, by putting things on your window so that the windows are open or uh, opened up uh, and typically aren't when that contact is broken, that uh, you're notified immediately that something is not going uh, right at your home. You want some security. You want to be able to monitor your home. Uh, maybe it's for your home. Maybe it's for your business. Uh, let me remind you about ICU protection. And by ICU, it's I, the letter I, the letter C, and the letter U. And it's where you pay for the service, not for the hardware. You're not going to be charged for the hardware. Uh, they start off at a little over $44 a month uh, to so that uh, you will be notified on your phone as well as the police or the fire or whatever, uh, that there's a problem at your house or a problem at your business. Uh, but if you add, let's say you add several cameras and things of that nature, you might get up to $66 a month. These are uh, This is how Billy Mac works with ICU protection. And he does all those services that I just mentioned, alarm, security, monitoring, uh, residential, and and commercial. All you have to do is call him. The the calls go to him. He'll come out and talk to you. And uh, you can walk around your house and tell him what you're looking to do. Oh, by the way, the cameras that he uses is not those fuzzy cameras that you always see on television. Where you can't, you can't really tell if it's a man or a woman or whomever it is. They are 1080 uh, high-definition cameras like... You see uh, the picture on your your uh, direct uh, TV. Uh, that's 1080p. And it's clear and it's uh, concise. And you even have cameras that are, are better than just that. So you can not only tell whether it's a man or woman, you can tell who the man or the woman is. That's uh, important uh, that you know. And you pay for the service, not for the hardware. Call Billy Mac at 501 205 1333 501 1333 he's a proprietor main body wa- uh, washer for ICU protection talk to him he'll work out your uh, uh, security system for your home or your business we've got uh, 23 minutes till eight o'clock uh, Steve is here on the Dave Ellswick show uh, Steve Hess, and uh, the other two members of the Bible Guys are out of pocket right now. They'll be back with us uh, next week. We hope that we'll be able to get Steve here as well, but we don't know his work schedule yet. Me neither. And that's, you know, I don't pay him to come here. <laughs> he comes here of his own accord, and, uh, you know, when when his employer says he's got to work, he's got to work. He's got bills to pay just like the rest of us do. Stupid government. So when you're when you're looking at uh, people today and you're looking at the church today, Steve, what is it going to take for the church to wake up and embrace Judaism? Mm. Mm. I remember. Uh, and will we? That's the we, question. Yes. Okay. So that's that's 
boy, that's so much that, wow. Um, two things. One, um, you got 20 minutes. <laughs> the other part of the question <laughs> that went, that the person sent in was about how Pastor Scott addressed some of these things about the nation. Yes. And I remember years ago that when he came, when he was one of the missionaries at the church that, that, that I attended, that he was coming in and saying, I need to leave Europe and come back to America because how much America was falling apart. And he would often say that he lives in the future, right? That the direction of Europe was going to be the direction of America. And one of the times, I can't remember if it was one of those, but it was an article that was um, written, I think, by uh, Time Magazine. It was like 10 things that would change the world. And I believe number eight on that list was making Jesus Jewish again. <clears throat> and it's 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 so different than it is it was years ago right because we had to deal with replacement theology that that the Jews were irrelevant Israel was irrelevant the the law was irrelevant they right? got it turned his back on the Jews right that's what was we had to deal with all of that and now there's coming uh, an enlightenment if you will where people are starting to realize that without Judaism without this foundation without understanding what got us to Jesus this whole story doesn't make sense. And I've told the story where when I was in the military and, and the, um, the don't ask, don't tell policy was going away and it was just you were allowed to transition to be open. There was a, a young lady in one of the offices that worked and I, it was a divine appointment really because I walked to a corner and I just caught this is what I heard. She goes, I'm so sick of these Christians telling people about homosexuality and la da 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 da. She goes, I got a degree in this and a minor in world religion and history. And she goes, and they don't even know that they worship Mithra, right? And and I just, I was like, well, she's kind of right. Yeah. You know, because a lot of what we have in modern church did develop after the second and third century, right? So we don't realize. From Constantine. It did. It came out of the blending of a lot of paganism. And we've talked about on the show how where Sunday is not God's holy day, it was Saturday and Christmas and Easter and all these different things. We've talked about that. But it's it, it what it does is it diminishes uh, who Yeshua was and what he did. But there is a turning, and I believe that that turning awoke something or really started when the uh, an awakening started when Israel went back into the land. I believe there is a spiritual principle there. 1948. Yep. And what we also miss, and if you go and reread the book of Ephesians, first I would say read Acts 15 and then read the entire book of Ephesians. Acts 15 says, hey, all of, remember the early church for 10 years was nothing but Jews. That's right. Every single believer was Jewish. And it wasn't until Acts 10 when God gave Peter a vision to go see Cornelius, right? So he was like, I can't. I can't go talk to the Gentiles. And he's like, I look. can't go see a Roman for that matter. Right. So he's like, look, Peter, this this is bigger than us, right? And then there were so many people that came to faith between 10 and 15. And in Acts 15, they're going, hey, what are we going to do about all these Gentiles that were coming in? Right? And then there was a group that rose up and said they need to be circumcised and, and keep all of the law of Moses. And then they they ruled. They said, no, that's not necessary. Here's the four necessary things that they need to start. Now, here's how the church reads that. That's all that's required. Then, the re- I would say it this way, pretty much the book of Ephesians explains that mystery. And it's referred to as the one new man. He said that Paul said that in times past, God had kept this. But it's in these days now that he has made known to us this one new man that the Jew and the Gentile are one in God. 
And until we see that we are part of the phrase that is used in Ephesians is the commonwealth of Israel, um, that it, all of the scriptures will then begin to make sense. All of the prophecies will begin to make sense. What's it going to take to do that? It's got to be just purely a thing of God, right? That when he begins to just, when people step back and they stop fighting for their denomination, they stop fighting for their own particular belief and they sit down and they just say with a pure heart and a pure mind, a pure conscience, Father, show me the truth of your word. When they're really sincere and they're not defending that denomination or their preconceptions, then it will change. But I believe ultimately the change won't come until um, or Romans 11, where it says that if the Jews rejecting the Messiah brought salvation to the Gentiles, then how much more will the restoration? When the Jewish people in mass begin to see that Yeshua was the Messiah, that quote-unquote 144,000 mentioned in the book of Revelation, whether literal or figurative, is irrelevant. But when mass numbers of Jewish people begin to see, I believe then we will see the mass change in all of Christendom, that they will begin to realize that we have lost a lot and we don't understand a lot because we left Judaism. Man, I, I, I see that all the time. I mean, I, mine started a few years ago with Scott, mm. and he invited me to his house. And I forget, were you there for that? I, I wasn't there. Dr. Okay. Mosley was there. Dr. Mosley was there. That's right. And, and so was, uh, oh, what's his name? Um, gosh, we call him Sweetness all the time. And uh, it was a preacher over in the England area. And I can't think of his name. I'm sorry. He knows that I'm, I'm talking about him. And I just can't remember your name. And I apologize. But the bottom line was, after going through a Seder, it changed my whole view of Hebraic Christianity. Yeah. Totally changed it. Now, there's no doubt in my mind that was Holy Spirit working on yep. it. He, yep. I mean, he opened my eyes and showed it. And who am I to say, nah, that ain't the way it is. I mean, Paul said that we're grafted into the vine, the mm-hmm. one true That's right. vine. That's right. So what is the one true vine? It's Judaism. Yep. Yeah, people forget that, and that's why I made the comment about that young lady when she made the thing about Mithra, because I believe that there's a big spiritual battle that was taking place that's th- this moving away was more um, destructive to all of Christendom than we realize, that when we moved away from the roots of our faith. Well, they started <clears throat> killing the, the rabbis and stuff. Yep. yep, and I think, and it's why, because one of the things that Jesus said right before the Olivet Discord at the end of Matthew 23, and he also said it in Luke, he said, to, he said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I long to gather you, right? But you are not willing. He said, you will not see me again until you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. <clears throat> so what he declared there is, you will not see me until you declare that I am the Messiah. That's what that means. And so the Jews today cannot believe that he's the Messiah. Why? Because he looks like a pagan. He looks like a pagan. They would, they would go, wait a minute. So you're saying this guy from Nazareth, born in Bethlehem, is the Messiah? But yet you say the Messiah says, eat pig? Mm-hmm. He can't be Messiah. You're saying the Messiah says that Sabbath is irrelevant and we should just go to church on any day of the week? He can't be Messiah. He said, don't keep the feast and to do things from a pagan perspective? He can't be the Messiah. We've made him look like a pagan, and I believe that's part of that battle. So when... And we've treated him like the enemy. And, right. And then we... And so then not only did we say that, that we not only allow the Messiah to be misrepresented... 
the one that we claim to be the Messiah is killing the Jews, right? His people are killing the Jews for, right? So it, that was all part of it. So when that opening of their eyes comes, and again, it only comes from God, right? Uh, and I can go more into that after the, after the break about um, the story of Joseph and how that is a picture prophetically. Okay, uh, and, so let's do that. Okay. Let's take a break right now. That way we'll have time to talk about it. Uh, Steve Hess is here. He is a, can I call you a rabbi? I per, a teacher? Pastor. Yeah, pastor. I use pastor. Just Okay. I'll explain why. All right. We'll, we'll get that explanation <laughs> as well. Don't forget about East End Towing. They're looking to help you if you need it. If you're on the side of the highway, call their number, 501-888-8849. They'll come out and get you. You know where your car is going because they're going to take your car. Will you tell them to take your car? It's not going to end up in some uh, some lockup somewhere that you're going to have to pay big money to get your uh, car out. Phone number to call again, 501-888-8849. You need a tow, you call East End Towing. All right, let's uh, go back and, and get a couple of answers to a couple of questions for Steve Hess. One, you tell them, call me pastor, you don't need to call me rabbi. How right. come? So if there are people that do call me rabbi, but I, I don't correct them, um, and I don't take that title even though we're, you know the i'm the messianic pastor out there at agape leading the shabbat service which is at one o'clock on saturdays if you're not doing anything um absolutely at 701 napa valley drive but <clears throat> and i don't want to be an offense to the broader jewish community because you don't take on the term rabbi unless you've been through rabbinic training and even though in in the first century it was just a common term to mean teacher right just like we right. would say pastor is the same thing but it's not. And so I don't want to give the impression that I've been through rabbinic training or that I'm Jewish because I'm not right. As far as I know. So uh, we don't, we don't want to give that impression. So that's why I don't take that title. All right. You've been grafted in like the rest of us. Right. Okay. Right. If you're, if you're a, what's the, what's the word a, a Jew has for a Gentile? Goy. Goy. Okay. Yeah. So we're all Goy. What yeah. can I tell you? So anyway, with that said, let's move on. Okay. So the story, one of the things that it, that goes with this question about when is it going to change? When will we see the broader um, church come into um, understanding the Jewishness of Jesus? And uh, there's two things I'm going to add to this. The one is the story of Joseph. Joseph was sold by his brothers into slavery, into Egypt. And then while in Egypt, he worked his way to be sitting at the right hand of Pharaoh. right, And then he began to look like an Egyptian. Then, during the time of famine, the brothers went to Egypt. They didn't recognize him. Why? Because he looked like an Egyptian. He was dressed like one. Dressed like one, act like one, talk like one, didn't have his beard, you know, didn't look Jewish anymore. So, Jesus, Messiah, son of Joseph, was sold by his brothers in the first century, went into the world, Egypt, and has now looked like a Roman and a Greek. And so, the Jewish people can't see him because he doesn't look Jewish anymore. It wasn't till... Joseph, in the midst of all of this, in the midst of trials and tribulations, that they, he said to his brethren, hey, it's me, Joseph, who you sold. So an aspect of this will not happen until Yeshua from heaven says and just m massively opens the eyes of the Jewish people and says, hey, it's me, Yeshua, whom you rejected. I'm the Messiah. Right. And right. And when he does that, right, and then it says that they will cry and look upon him whom they've pierced, and right, I believe it's then that this massive revelation and turning will come. But here's the part that some people in the church may not like. <clears throat> I think we're going to see a 180-degree flip. So what we would say today 
in the church is that because of the traditions of the Jews in the first century and because of their beliefs, they missed the coming of the, of the Messiah. Mm-hmm. This is true, right? He, Yeshua um, came contrary than how they believed, uh, taught a little bit different than how they believed, and came against some of their traditions, and therefore the religious establishment of the day rejected the Messiah. If I was to say to you today that when Messiah comes back, he's going to say, you should keep Sabbath. You shouldn't eat pig. You should observe the Jewish holidays. They would call him the Antichrist because he's trying to put us under the law. Mm -hmm. Right. So what do I believe is going to happen? That when this outpouring begins, the religious establishment of our day, i.e. the church, is going to be the same thorn in the flesh that Judaism was to the Messiah. Well, because right. some of, of the churches already turned against uh, the teachings of uh, of God yep. and and say they want nothing to do with them. Yep. And so when that outpouring comes, um, I I believe that the people who are sincere in their pursuit of God will will run to it. Those who want to defend their denomination or their beliefs that their grandma, grandma, grandma taught them, then they won't see it, and then they will fight against it, just like. The people in the first century fought against it because they wanted to protect their tradition. So it'll come, and for those who are hungry for it, they'll see it, and those who want to defend their own beliefs will not. It's something that I I consider, uh, I've shared with you, you know, my vision that I've had about a school that's going to be Hebraic and and is going to teach a, a Hebraic Christianity and in the way that we should be worshiping. And I figure that I'll, at the very beginning, people will be all excited because the kids are going to do really well under it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they'll do very, very well, and they'll they'll test high and things of that nature. But when they come home and we're not, you know, we're not coloring pictures of Santa Claus or whatever, <laughs> right? Uh, that uh, that's going to cause some pushback, I yeah, believe. Absolutely, it will. But it, it comes back to the same thing: is you know what why why if it's not true and you find out that's why i said what i said when we asked the question about christmas before the break and i and i take no i don't mean to be offensive and and i and i said merry christmas to people right and all that stuff when when people would say merry christmas and all that i'm not like you know i'm not going to berate them about it but me personally because it's not true i can therefore not do it right and so it, it, it comes down to, do you want to follow truth or do you not? If you want to defend your tradition, then realize... You and know, it's a tradition it's you're a tradition. defending. Right. And, <clears throat> and you cannot, out of one side of your mouth, use the phrase hypocritical Pharisees because of their traditions. You cannot go and listen to a sermon on Sunday when you talk about the traditions of the Pharisees and how they were forsaking the things of God over their tradition when you... When one forsakes the f- truth for the traditions of the church. And, and so that's why when I said what I said, because it's not true. And I will follow truth and until we're truth seekers, right? Until we're really in pursuit of what does it say? Not what I believe it says. What does it say? And we have to have a, a real sincere openness to the word of God, no matter where it leads me, Father. All right. So let me ask this in the last question. Two minutes. And that is, when did the church, when did the Christian church, I think that's more of a clarifying way of putting this question. When did Christian church say, we're not going to meet on Saturday, we're going to meet on Sunday? 
It started it actually, it, it didn't make a complete transition, but it started as early as 150. I think it was Justin Martyr recorded that they started to meet to celebrate the Lord's resurrection on the Sunday mornings, right? So that's what started that tradition, but it did not. And they thought that that was being more holy to, to meet on the day that Christ rose from the dead. Correct. But it, it did not, but it also realized that that was after the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD, the ultimate destruction in 135 under what's known as the Barkofa revolt. So we're talking at the tail end of the loss of all of the people in the Holy Land. <clears throat> and so, but they rest, there were people still observing Shabbat. It did not ultimately change until 360, 365, I think, with Constantine. And that's when he said, we will have nothing to do with the Jews. And then he forbade the keeping of the Sabbath. And then he changed the Sabbath from Saturday to Sunday and made it official Roman law. And that's when that ultimately happened. I promise everybody this. I'll let Scott know and I'll let Billy know. And you're sitting right here so I can let you know. We're going to talk more about this next week. It's the beginning of the year. Let's get it all out in the open. And uh, maybe we can make 20... 22 a very special year mm. for a lot of believers yeah we can, we can walk through all of that stuff i think we need to because you, you you haven't been taught a lot of stuff i'm just telling you there's a lot of things that you have not been taught and there's others that are teaching things today that are completely 100 percent contrary mm-hmm. to what scripture says yep. steve thanks a lot thank you appreciate, appreciate you coming you in the show all right got dave Ellswick's show we'll be back with you tomorrow Ken Yang will be with us, and uh, uh, Congressman Hill, Congressman Westerman. That's all coming up tomorrow starting at 6 a.m. on the Dave Ellswick Show. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.